Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we bring you the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I give God praise to be here with all of you on this episode number 76 of our podcast. Well, listen, BCU family, singles season is open, and I have part two of my interview with a very special guest that's going to talk to us about living single successfully. So go ahead and get your notebooks, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with part two of my interview with Bonnie Johnson. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so we're going to pick up where we left off in the way of my interview with Bonnie Johnson. So last time we were together, we were talking about how to navigate those single waters successfully. So we're going to continue that in this interview. We'll also talk to Bonnie about how her son's sudden illness changed her life and how that led to her going on her first missions trip. So take a listen and be blessed. Here we go. All right, BCU family. So we are back with part two of my interview with the wonderful Vonnie Johnson uh, from Virginia. We are going to get to her missions trip. You know, we're, we're talking about singleness, though, and that seems to be the topic that's taken over. And you all know me when the Lord starts speaking about things, it's time to let him have his way. We'll get to the trip. So I'm um, off air. Vonnie and I were talking a little bit about um, being content in singleness and not waiting around uh, for marriage to do things. So, Bonnie, if you don't mind, talk to me a little bit about what you were saying about where you'd like to go and what you're waiting for for marriage and what you decided to do. Right. I said that, um, you know, for us as singles, we always set goals and say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, for me, I always said that I wanted to go to Hawaii, but I wouldn't go to Hawaii until I was married. You know, so I was like, no, I wouldn't do this until I was married. I wouldn't do that until I was married. And so next year, I'll be 45. So I plan on going to Hawaii, and I'm not married <laughs> because I feel like there's no need to hold my life up waiting to be married to do things that I want to do. So I travel. I go on trips. My son is grown, you know, and I think last year, um, to 2015, he had a stroke at 22, mm. and it was truly an eye-opener, and it's funny how God do, does things, because the first of 2015, I asked the Lord to remove everybody and everything out of my life that was not going to push me to my next destiny in Him, mm-hmm. and not knowing that it would take for my son to have a stroke. For me to realize, it was like scales fell off of my eyes of people that were using me or people that wasn't really for me, you know, all of the above. And even with my son being 24 and, you know, he's a musician at the church, but he's still 24, so we know how that goes. You know, they're still trying to find themselves. At the time of the stroke, I hadn't spoke to my son for three days because I was upset for something that he did. Mm -hmm. And the day of the stroke, my last words to him when he walked out, when I walked out of the house to go to work was, 
I am disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. And an hour later, I got a phone call from him saying, Mom, think I'm having a stroke. Mm -hmm. He was having a stroke. By the time I got home to him, the ambulance was there, and we got him to the hospital. He was totally paralyzed on the right side of his body. And so my whole night, I came home and I just cried out to God because the last words I said to him was that I was disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. So in that lesson and me sharing that, the lesson was never, I don't care what it is, even if it's not your children, anything, I've learned not to hold on to stuff that could, you know, make make you sick because, you know, you can hold on to things that you can start making your body sick or Mm -hmm. you continue to relive it in your head over and over again Mm -hmm. because that whole night, all I kept hearing myself say was, I'm disappointed in you. There was no guarantee that he was going to pull through. It was no guarantee that he would even walk again. I was believing God for all of the above, but what if? You know, what if he hadn't pulled through that night and the last words he remembered me saying was, I'm disappointed in you. Mm. So the next day to get to the hospital, he said, he had a tear roll in his eye. And I said, Quan, what's wrong? He said, Ma, you still mad at me. Now, he had went through the whole night, the whole Mm. surgery, the whole nine yards, thinking that I was still mad at him. And I was like, no, that's old, that's done. Saying that to say, we need to learn to live our lives every day like it's the last day because we never know what may happen. So don't wait to go on a trip. Don't wait to go on a cruise. Don't wait Mm -hmm. to travel the world Mm -hmm. and wait on your mate because your mate may never come. And as as we get older and as we grow in Christ, we realize things that we should have done, that we could have did, that we didn't do because we were waiting on the other part of us, as we say. Mm, mm-hmm. All right, some really good lessons there. So what I took from that first and foremost is, you know, how we're dealing with people. And, um, you know, all of us, and again, myself included, I, I get to the front of the line, you know, we've said things, you know, our kids are going in the opposite direction than what we want them to, to where we want them to go or what we've counseled them to do. And it can grieve us. And it yes. grieves us to the point where we say how we feel. <laughs> yes. And um, what, what's funny about that is that when it's someone outside of the family, a lot of times we're a lot more, we have a lot more grace. Yes. We have a lot more grace. We're a lot more lenient. We're a little kinder. We're a little nicer. And right. when it comes to a family That's member, it's like, what? When we get to them, you know, mm-hmm. When we say it to them, then when we say it to a family member or our own children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it's something that with the help of God, we've got to check, uh, ladies that are listening and any gentleman that might be listening to, we've really got to check that. And um, as you're talking about that, I thought about a course that I teach at work. And it's about, you know, just dealing with people and how we have sometimes two sides to us that with strangers or people that we don't know, you know, we are the nicest, sweetest, most caring, understanding people. And then when we get at home, we're a lot different. So, you know, we talk the analogy of like when you're out and about, you know, running your errands, for example. Oh, excuse me. Did, Did I bump your cart? I'm so sorry. Right. Excuse me, miss. Could you help me to, could you get somebody to get that, that down off the shelf or, you know, right. well, you know what? Yeah. I've got four items and you've only got one. Go ahead of me. No problem. And at home right. we're like, move. 
Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. Didn't you see me coming over here? Why are you getting in front of me like that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not malicious yeah. or, again, intentional. It's what we do. And, yeah. you know, and thinking about that analogy, uh, as people of God, we really should be consistent in one way all the time. Yeah. yeah. We should be one way all the time. So, you know, we really have to work on, you know, making sure that we are consistent in our, our behavior. And there are times where we get angry and upset and, and the scriptures allow for that. Um, Ephesians four and 26 says, you know, we can be angry. We just don't sin. Yes, we don't sin. And we don't let the sun go down on our wrath. So what I took from what you said as well is that we've got to let it go. We've got to let it go. Um, as soon as possible. Yes. Yes. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. We don't know what's going to happen. And and you all, the sun going down doesn't mean you physically have to wait until 730 when the sun goes down. You right, just exactly. <laughs> don't just get as right. soon as possible. You want to let go of whatever it is that um is irritating you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want that to be um that that was really heartfelt when, you know, your son came out of everything and was wondering, you know, is that still. You, are you still upset with me? So that resonated in my spirit. And um, with that help of the Lord, I want to make sure that, you know, my words to anybody, we want to leave them in a better place than where they were. They, what they were. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. And while I'm upset with you, you know, I love you and I thank God for you. Uh, I just, I, I, I didn't care for the decision that you made. It doesn't make me love you any less. You know, even just saying it and, and saying it and throwing some love and I'm telling you the truth. You know, I'm not happy right this minute. I still love you. And I think that that carries a lot of weight when someone knows that although you are giving them a loving rebuke, that um, it is, it's, it's with love. And I think that that makes a difference. All right. So yeah, that spoke to me. So that spoke to me. And it also spoke to me about you saying not to wait for, you know, your other half or your better half to come along to do things. And I think, again, that's, that's some probably old school thinking and and I can remember being a young girl and saying something to my parents about you know wanting to go places and they said no a young lady doesn't go places by herself right and I think at that time it was probably so it was just that time and that era and you didn't have that happen you know you were always accompanied or you had a chaperone or you were married and that's what you did and you know with many of us that are you know past 19 29, right. 39. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So with okay. many, many of us over the age and um, never having been married, um, we don't know what God has in store for us as we're praying and asking the Lord to, you know, send us that, that person that he does have for us. In the meantime, we can do other things. We don't have to be, sit and be solitary and just kind of wait. I, I don't know that that's that's a good thing. I, I think that what you were saying as far as traveling and doing things, taking classes or whatever the case may be, I think that that prepares you even more. Right, exactly. For, right. you know, who it is that God has for you because you're a well-rounded person. You've been places and you've done things and you can hold a conversation. And, you know, you know how to behave when you go someplace or uh, when you're on a cruise and, and all that sort of thing. What What do you think? Exactly. Right. I think that, you know, you're, you'll be able to bring something to the table. You know, you're, you'll have, you've already had your own life experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, even waiting, 
you may wait and that person doesn't like to fly or doesn't want to go on a cruise mm -hmm. or doesn't want to go to the beach or, you know, don't want to travel to Florida, don't want to go to Disney World, don't want to do those things, you know, because that's just not something that they want to do. And, you know, even when you're married, I know they say they compromise, they do different stuff. But if I've already done it, you know, then if I go, okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. it, it just won't be, you know, him taking me or her taking me. You know, I've already experienced life on my own. You know, mm -hmm. I've already had my life experiences. I've already know how to travel, you know, because what if God never sends you a mate and you're waiting all your life and you're 70 and 80 years old and you're sitting back looking saying, I wish I should have, I could have. You know, mm -hmm. you didn't fulfill half of your dreams because you were waiting on something that you don't even know if it's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I agree with you. And if God has put that in your heart and you can do it, you know, if you've got the nod of approval from him, then go ahead and enjoy, you know, the earth that is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Go on and enjoy that thing. Exactly. And yeah, don't wait around because I think that's where that bitterness may start to come in. When you're right. older, you know, you may get sick or, and, 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 you know, God forbid that happened to anyone, but you know, you're not able to get around the way that you want to, or whatever the case may be. And you live this, you look back over your life and there's all this regret. And that's where that root of bitterness comes in. And the enemy can get in strong. And, you know, as we get older, we want to get sweeter. We don't want to get bitter. I don't know anybody that likes anything that's bitter like that. And then you like you get bitter and you're really gonna be by yourself because your friends ain't even gonna wanna hang with you because they don't don't nobody wanna hear all that. You know, don't nobody wanna be with nobody that ain't never happy. You know. <laughs> Listen, you're like, mm mm So then you're miserable because you're in the house because your friends don't wanna hang because you're you're never happy. Right. Right. You know, so yeah, I agree with that. And it's, it's not a good representation of Christ either. Um, he gives us choices. And if he has or, you know, ordained or said to you, you know, travel or do whatever it is that, you know, I would want you to do and you decline his invitation, you you can't really be mad at the world about that. That's a choice that you made. And right. you have to ask the Lord to forgive you and just, you know, be happy and whatever it is that you chose. So we really want to be in tune with God as to what, yeah, what he would have us to do or where he would have us to go or whatever ministry it is or whatever it is so that um, you are not walking around with, with regret, bitterness, and taking it out on everybody else because, um, it's, it's again, it's not a good example. And really, you know, that attitude and that constancy can uh, hinder us from getting into the kingdom of heaven. So we don't want to be driving souls away. We don't want to discourage the souls that are around. We don't want to do that. So um, whatever it is that God has allowed you to do, go ahead and do it with God's grace and be blessed. Exactly. So yeah. now, speaking of trips now, I'm going to try to get it. Let's see if we can talk about this trip because you went on your first missions trip. I did. I did. To Maybe, South America, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pardon me? Yeah, to South America, I think, right? To South America, Suriname. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, and that was May of this year? May of this year, yes. Okay, all right, so tell us about that, because I know you went uh, with Pastor Vini. I went with Pastor Lisa Vini. It's called, um, we were Operation Truth. Um, it was my first trip ever. It came about, um, she did a conference. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and the apostle from Suriname was there, and he said um, that she should never travel out of the country without you again. So I'm going to sow your trip into your life. Mm. I pay not one dime <gasps> to fly out of the United States of America. Um, my whole trip was paid for. I didn't even pay for meals when I got to South America. Only thing I remember paying for was souvenirs that I bought back. Really? And my roommate um, that I had, Rebecca Lewis, um, she inboxed me and said, Bonnie, don't worry about snacks. Don't worry about lunch detergent. Don't worry about anything. I got everything. Wow. Unless you want to bring some snacks that you like, but right. I have everything. And she did. And even if we went out to eat or if I didn't want to go out, she was like, oh, no, I got you. And as for me, I'm a country girl. Mm -hmm. I never, never, ever, never been away from my family for that long. Mm -hmm. Not only that, I had only been on a plane twice in my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at 43, mm -hmm. I traveled from Richmond to uh, uh, Georgia, from Georgia to Miami, from Miami to South America. So it was very interesting. The flights were okay. I'm not a flight person, but since that flight, I've probably been on the plane, plane about five times again since then, traveling with Pastor Lisa. Mm -hmm. So um, the trip was awesome. It was truly um, ministry. We got to minister to a whole lot of women over there who um, over there are seen and not heard. Mm. Uh, a lot of young women that have been um, abused in the home mm -hmm. that have been molested by their fathers. Mm. Um, over there, um, the spirits really manifest. It was some of them even came to um, try to get Pastor Lisa and some mm -hmm. of the men had to hold them down because the spirits in them were raging up because they were mad because, you know, mm -hmm. she brought a deliverance spirit mm -hmm. to the house. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, for me, I, I knew I was safe for real because it was some things that I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, it was my first time actually ever speaking um, to a congregation of any sort. I do single ministry, but actually um, they say preaching, but I wouldn't call it preaching. Um, on a platform, I, uh, my topic was dream again. Mm -hmm. so I was able to talk to the women about going back to the dreams that God has placed in their heart and the dreams that they had in mind. Um, we traveled to French Guiana in a handmade boat across wow. the dirty water. And uh, if you move the wrong way, the boat could tip over, so that was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. They live um, in houses that do not have windows, but they have curtains up at their windows. And the one thing about those people in South America, they were so happy. Mm. Everybody was happy, and they walked for miles and miles and miles to church. Mm. Oh, and their churches, the, the ones when we were in... Um, Mungo, mm -hmm. they didn't have windows in their churches. So they had these big industrial fans that was blowing. They didn't have running water. They didn't have bathrooms inside of their church. So the next time you go to church, be grateful for your cushion and your mm -hmm. running water and all of the above. But these people were so happy. They had so much hospitality. Mm -hmm. It was just 
amazing. And it was amazing to see God deliver. It was amazing to see God set people free from spirits that actually rose up and tried to talk to you or tried to get you. You know, it was just amazing to see God deliver and set free and build self-esteem. And, you know, it was it was truly, truly amazing. We were gone for 14 days. And we ministered the whole 14 days. We had maybe like two or three days of downtime that we got to sightsee and go to the mall. And, yes, over in South America, they had McDonald's and Popeye's and Mm -hmm. all of the above, stuff that we didn't expect to see (laughs) over there. Um, It was really different because, you know, they don't use American money. So Mm -hmm. we had to trade our money in for their currency. And their currency um, actually... It has no value. So they were happy to have American money. All right, BCU family. So as we were wrapping up, Bonnie was just saying that taking this missions trip was such a blessing to her. And it's really an opportunity that if it comes to you, you definitely want to take it. It will change your life. So join me for part three and the final part of my interview with Bonnie as she talks about the trip in a little bit more depth and how God has brought her or is bringing her from rags to riches and not necessarily in the monetary state of mind, but spiritually. So you really do not want to miss our next podcast. Also, BCU family, I am quite sure that you took away some great points from Bonnie's interview, some of the things that she shared, and we'd love to hear what you walked away with. So if you are not already there, please head over to the blendcouragesyou.com site. There's a comment section there just waiting for you. So go ahead and drop us a line and let's continue the conversation. As a reminder, if you haven't already done so please go ahead and subscribe to blendcouragesyou.com. It's free and it's a good place to get the encouragement, information, and inspiration you're looking for based on the Word of God. Additionally, you can check us out on the daily. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are now on YouTube with the BCU Word of the Week. Finally, you can listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. So choose a vehicle and come visit us here at BlendCouragesYou.com. We're going to get ready to go ahead and sign off, BCU family. Thank you so much for listening and stopping by. May our God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall.